fire. Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Well done. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon. And Baco and I today are going to break down each of our top five albums of 2015. Now, I think this year was a great year for rock. And there was tons of great music that came out. And, you know, it was difficult to come up with this list. But these are the albums that we would rate as a whole as an eight or higher. So, this is music heavy. We hope you discover some new bands as a result. And before you even listen to the episode, the greatest gift you can give Baco and I is to just go over to iTunes for a moment, give us a five-star review, share your thoughts, and then continue by pressing play. So let's get down to it. We're going to transition with an excerpt from one of the bands featured on the show today. Enjoy! start sure who is age before beauty mm-hmm. so go all right well, number, my five? number five is um well it's kind of a an old-time favorite but it's, it's slayer with repentless and it's also a a bit of a shiny moment for me this year as their manager read the review and called me on her phone i didn't pick up an answer of course but <laughs> um because I didn't know who was calling, <laughs> right? But no, it was that it was it was a badge of honor to know that my work was being appreciated and being read by people that actually aren't my friends, right? Um, but that was cool. But no, I loved it uh, surprisingly because I had such low expectations. Yeah, it's half record. the band. One's, yeah, it really one's is. dead, and why did they and, kick out, why did they kick out the drummer? I don't know. Oh, because he wanted money or something. I don't right, know. It's, fine. It really depends on who you ask. Um, but and also the the guy who died was the principal songwriter of every song I like by the band. Right. And the guy who Carrie King, even the songs by him that I like, he typically hates. So I was like, <laughs> well, I really don't have much hope for this. And my God, what a great fucking album.
All right, um, you're number five. All right, Baco. So <laughs> my number five, and this is the only cheat I have, is that this is a an artist that I didn't really ever listen to an album or anything by him, really, even with his previous band, until this year. And he has one album that came out this year that's, eh, it would be in my okay, but he has one that came out the either the end of 2013 or earlier 2014 that's phenomenal. So I am... This is my push because it's still new to me. Do you have any of those on yours? Because th- these are, there's bands of it, right? Or do you all have 2015 in yours? Oh, you're going to kind of like, I, whatever. All mine are 2015. Go ahead, though. Yeah. Michael Monroe. Oh, he, yeah. He had, um, obviously, uh, a certain person we were talking about in, in a previous episode uh, um, made his band. Uh, if the Grammys can do it, we can do it. Yeah. So Michael Monroe, he had an album. Uh, about a year and a half or two years ago called Horns and Halos that's fucking phenomenal. It's just pure rock and roll. Have you ever heard it? I haven't. I think you'll love it. I mean, it's just, it's catchy as hell. Great guitars. Horns and Halos. Horns and Halos. He had one this year that's called Blackout States, which has maybe four good songs. Not the rest of it's been deleted from my playlists. But, but that, but those four songs could fit on Horns and Halos if you get my, my meaning sure. here. So, that What's one we got. We're gonna play a. Uh, and if, do you know anything about him at all, really? Sure, Hanoi Rocks. I know that. That's all I know about. Dead, but drunk did you ever, and rock and roll. And did you ever listen to? Them? I never listened to them. I know they're. Like I love the one band, major but. record label they had right before uh, Vince killed their drummer. Um, oh shit. Uh, they're like one that everybody else leans on, but then I've listened Boulevard to Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah. Okay. So that's, uh, that's I've never really gotten into the stuff that came out after Axl Rose made the record company release it. So. Right. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I do think he's one of those guys that kind of falls under the not as underrated as you think he is. But a classic rock and roll guy who, you know, he will deliver the, I don't know, straight up rock and roll. Yeah, and this is the thing. Like I've heard a lot of his other solo albums too, and they've never done anything for me except for Horns and, and Halos. When I started, I, I, that was like the the gateway drug, and I started jumping around. And I was like, it, like you said, like ah, eh, I don't think he's underrated. I just think he's he's hit gold a few times, and that was uh, the song I'm gonna play. Crazy catchy, awesome. It's called Eighteen Angels. <laughs>
Baco, you're up next. What's your number four? Number four for me is a brilliant little album by two 80s has-beens, kind of washed up and uh, once were Sweet and Lynch. Really? I love the album Only to Rise, front to back. I think it's brilliant. I listened to that a lot in the beginning of the year. But it was just one of them that, that finally... Uh, yeah, I would put that in my... I forgot about that one. See? I would put that in my good but not great for me, but but I did like it a lot. I think the first half is much better than the second. Well, I think the the only bad track on there is the stupid tribute to nine eleven, and I don't think it's stupid to honor nine eleven. Right. I think the song is stupid. Right. Um, but great playing though, right? And I don't. I'm not a fan yeah, of Michael. Actually, you, do you I like think... do you like uh, Michael Sweet as far as you know? I, never, I, I don't. I, I don't know a, a single, joke. If you ask yeah, me, good. Um, I've never heard one song. I have made it all the way to this point in my life without knowing one Striper song. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard one. I'm not even. Okay, well, I can't say that. Okay, I do. I own one Striper record, and it's the one after they bailed on God. Oh, the one that. Yeah, what's that? Against one the law. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I heard about that when I heard an interview with him um, on this uh, podcast called Pods and Sods. But uh, I only listened to it because I was curious. I do think he's a good interview, and um, yeah. and I think literally this record Smart guy. is um, some of the best performance work by both him and Lynch of their careers. The song I want to play is the opening track, "The Wish." It's fucking great. Oh you yeah, that's a great song. The record and um, and masturbate furiously to it. Uh-huh. Here you go. Here's because the wish. What Here's... the hell else you got to do? Correct. Here's the wish by Sweet and Lynch.
number four. What do you got there, Luth? Man, this is yeah. uh, this one would definitely be in the silly band name category, and this came out just out of nowhere and just. I actually, the first time I heard it was when I was in, um, you know, when we did that whole departure. My family went to Colorado for quite a bit of time this summer, and uh, when I was there, I put together a little playlist. And I would, I, I was when I was biking and everything like that. When I was out there, fucking Wilson, I, I think you recommended me to listen to him, right? Yeah, didn't yeah, you? After, well, here's the weird chain of events. There, yeah. How'd and, that and go? You should actually get credit in this. Because when you um, uh, you first contacted me about uh, joining you on the podcast you had just started, right? Um, one of the first bands that you shared with me was Boba Flex. Yep. Um, and it literally like I think it might might, might have been the, one of the first songs you played on that uh, stupid band names. Good yes. songs. Yes, it was, and that, that's where but the it phrase really gripped me. Right, but isn't that now? Now do the quote why this episode is what this episode is called. This is the ba- I can't believe I've been, been fiercely masturbating. Oh yeah, yeah. To this, this is the band, band that for I years. haven't been fiercely masturbating to for years. That's the band. Um, okay, continue. Anyway, um, because of that, I got into Boba Flex, and you sent me a bunch of their music, and then they came to town, right? And then I went to see them, and then I uh, through contacting their management, got to interview them, which you can find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, it. Very fun. And while talking to them afterwards. Uh, he mentioned a band Wilson that I should check out. Three days later, because of the, uh, my connection with all the remains, I get all these like advanced things through uh, the record label. Yep, Bill Wilson showed up in my inbox, and it was fucking brilliant. So, oh, it's unbelievable. And I, and like I've said before, I don't know that, that I would. I get a lot of that crap in the email, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that I would have paid attention if Marty from uh, Bubble Flex hadn't said you check need to out. listen to Wilson. So, you know, we've gone over them a couple times before, and you've obviously you've had tons of articles about them. They are a phenomenal band, and I really hope that they're at Northern Evasion, too. But but what? Uh, just pick any track, and let's crank it. Man, we already played Windows Down, didn't we? We played Windows Down. That might be the only played, one we played. Uh, well, no, again, I'm the album is called... Myself, I... The album is called Right to Rise, if you're looking at it. They have another album. Right to Rise is great. Yeah! Fuck. Let's do Flood. Church bells ringing on a Sunday morning But heaven never looked good on me So I lay in bed with the preacher's daughter Oh, oh, oh. 
All right, Baco. So obviously it sounds like we, I would assume that we have some overlap. So what, where was Wilson in your, maybe I don't want to want to ruin it for you. Maybe we'll just keep going, but I, I guarantee obviously that Wilson's in, in your top five. So, but, um, so we won't be playing a second song by them, but uh, anyway, that was the flood. So what's your number three? You know what? Let, let, why don't I mention it just because like, if, if, we, if yeah. we wait, then it's going to be kind of buzzkill because if we're not going to double up. Right. They were number one for me. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, okay. They were nine, my number four, your number one. So what's your number three? Bullet Boys with Elefante. Wow. Go ahead. Continue. Um, I don't know. It's a great record. Is that because of your... No, no. I thought about it before then. I actually... Uh, I couldn't believe how good it was. Because, you know... Have you heard anything they've done since their first record? <laughs> really? <laughs> no. But I did listen to it. I have to give it another another chance. I, I liked, uh, you know, obviously we played, um, I can't remember the name of it. I did like that song that you picked for our previous episode. But uh, I gave it a couple of passes. It's definitely different for them. And, and, and it's definitely good songwriting, great vocals. Um, I'll, I'll have to listen to it again. That, that probably again, that would be one of my my good but not great. I, I forgot about that one too. That's the whole thing. Is this year? I think in 2015, it's been a good pretty, year. Pretty fucking good with with releases. There's been so much stuff that you forget about it. A lot which, of stuff to masturbate furiously. Yeah. Go ahead, elaborate a little bit on that, or you just want to play the track? Let's play the track. I'm gonna go with Kinfolk. Blowing Angels Blind 
Kinfolk, Lewis, what do you got for number three for you? Well, what I have is exactly what we were just talking about was is Boba Flux. That's my number three. And, and I will tell you that this album, Anything That Moves, is great. I will tell you, though, if you this is one of the only bands out there that's done a triple play that I can think of in a long time. And I mean, they did a first album I heard by them was was Hell in My Heart, which came out in, I think, 2012. And then in, um, it might have been 2011. But anyway, in like 2013, they came out with Charlatan's Web. First off, I love the album. Me too. And they have put out, which is very rare with any band, really, is they've put out three solid albums that would make my top five in a row. And that is, they started with Hell in My Heart, then they hit Charlatan's Web, and then they hit this one. Now, that means if you look at the tracks, there's about 15, there's 16 songs on Hell uh, in My Heart. There's nine, including a, a silly intro on Charlatan's Web. That one was uh, really tight. And then this one has 13. So we're talking about almost 40 songs in a matter of uh, four to five years. And if you were to put this in a playlist. Well, you said tight. You mean tight like a 13 year old Lindsay Lohan? Mm hmm. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Cosby. <laughs> We'll go into that later. But the, the main thing is, is that if you were to put this in a playlist, they would almost sound like the same album. And I say that in a very complimentary way. The production, oh, is, yeah. the production is very similar. Very um, good. The Charlatan's Web, I think, in songwriting is probably their peak. It's probably my favorite of of all three. But but they're all solid. You, you're gonna you're gonna love about eighty five and ninety percent of of those tracks, which is crazy to think about for that amount of tracks combined. And the the dual vocals, the fucking guitars, the ever it's got everything you'd really want in a rock band on it, and and go see them if you can. Phenomenal live, right? Yeah, another I mean, place to masturbate furiously. They're just intense. Yeah, and the the their album cover. I mean, if you want to look at it and, and evaluate all different aspects, it's it's just a perfect, great. Rock band right now. Their album Only covers two are negatives awesome. with that band. Go ahead. Um, their logo and their T-shirts. Yep, their band name is ridiculous. No, I like the name. You really do? I think it yeah. sounds. Like, yeah. Okay. The first time I heard it, I thought you it, suck. I thought it was like like Nerf Herder or some uh, silliness because you know Nerf Herder is a reference to Star Wars, Boba sure. like Star Wars. I thought it was gonna be like a geek. It wasn't what I thought. And it's it's anyway. I've talked about that before, but um. I no, play. I think the logo is kind of chaotic. I don't yeah. like it. No, I, I like smooth logos, and uh, their shirts are—they're almost like kind of WWE wrestling kind of shirts. <laughs> no, where there's a lot good. of crap going on. It stretches too much. Around. Too much. Yeah, I, yeah. I like them a little simpler. 
And if that's the worst thing you can say about a band, that's a pretty goddamn good thing. So Exactly. I love and, you, Bubble Flex. Love you, Marty and Sean. And uh, the Hatfields can go fuck themselves. Yep. So I'm going to play a song that's not one of their singles or anything like that, but I think is it should be. It's, it's a really catchy song. It's about halfway through the album, almost exactly. And that is Show Me. I so, love that song. Oh, it's awesome. So Bubble Flex, Show Me.
All right, Baco, you're up next. What's your number two? Bubble Flex. Okay. <laughs> so we can just agree on that, correct? Yep. We got an agreement there. What's your number two? My number two is poop. Armored Saint. Oh, I was going with poop. <laughs> it's the opposite of poop. This album, first off, I've never been an Armored Saint fan. I've been an Anthrax. Really? No. I, 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 uh, Saint of Salvation, I've, I only heard after. Let me do that again. It's pretty good. So I, I always love John Bush and Anthrax for whatever reason. I don't know. If I love Bush too. Good. We've got Bush. We've We're got into John that Bush. part of the evening, aren't we? Yes, we are. Carry so, on. And this is now, I think, the fourth episode we've recorded tonight, folks. So if you're wondering why things are getting a little, a little loose, that's why. But uh, <laughs> so, so going back to this, Armored Saint, I've always loved John Bush's voice. Love the Anthrax stuff, but I've just, I just never gotten into him. So this was, I, I've heard a couple Armored Saint things, but I just, it was, wasn't for me. But this one, oh my God. With the exception of one song, which is track eight, which he says something like, I, I need a chair to rest my derriere, which I think is track eight. The, enti- <laughs> the entire song has these terrible lyrics that would make You know, it is 100% official that like, like, I, and I think it's odd because, like, I've 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 spent basically the last thirty years of my life writing music, writing lyrics. Uh-huh. You are so more in tune to what the actual lyrics are of so many bands, uh, much more than I am. And really? don't get me wrong, lyrics are important, but you no, they're not. Really, that, they're not. You that. really, you really do have like this, like ear to like, because I'll pick apart stupid lyrics, but right. it's typically music I hate. Yeah, for me, uh, and I have a thing with uh, one of my, uh, uh, you know, my best friends, uh, Rob. He 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 puts, he puts more weight into lyrics than anything else. And lyrics are kind of, you know, they're on the side. If the melody is good, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's how I can be a Kiss fan. There's no other it, it way. Can, it can go either way, right? But there, but this one is so blatantly ridiculous. It's like log in your fireplace. I mean, uh, kind of kind of lyrics. So, but Rob but and I are friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much my best bud. So. <laughs> he likes all your stuff you've been going through lately. He finds it very amusing the the, the, Chris, the Christmas tree Satanist uh, stuff. But um, anyway, so yeah, so nine tracks, but there there are some solid tracks, and I'm not going to go into this too much. But basically, if you like Sound of White Noise, and you like um, Saint uh, Saint of Salvation, you will love. This album, I, I cannot. I actually listened to it uh, well, just to make I sure. I disagree with that comparison, but I do think that um, if you like those records, you'll like this record. Yeah. Um, I just I, I don't hear Anthrax in it, um, and I don't even hear really the the best of Armored Saint in it. But it's a great record, and I'm with well, good record, and I'm with you. I, I love John Bush's voice. So here is Muscle Memory off of the latest album, Win Hands Down. Between a scowl and a smile People lift me up Drop 
Paco, what's your number one? Well, <laughs> we already talked about it. It's Wilson and um, Right to Rise, I think, is the best record of the year. Um, definitely, not definitely because, tough. Uh, I've had an opportunity to talk to him. Right. I thought that I, I when I got to see them a lot, because I missed seeing them the first time they came through with Crowbot. Because a buddy of mine had a 40th birthday party that night. I basically interviewed Crowbot and bailed. So I didn't see Crowbot or Wilson. And I don't know, shortly after that, I got to hear their record, and it was just great. I don't know. This is, a, this is a record everybody should buy, and you should masturbate to. And you should uh, thank Jesus that this band from Detroit is out there basically kicking ass and uh, I can tell you this their van that they bought new a few years ago has <laughs> 400,000 miles on it and uh, I, I can't remember what he said in the interview do you by chance like what, what it smells like uh, I don't know anyway it, the band's a lot of fun they they don't take shit too seriously other than kicking ass and I've seen them twice in about a six week period and it was uh, two of the best shows I've seen this year <laughs> They're great. Listen, my top. And by five, the way, one of them was opening for Shine Down, and that was a twenty-two minute set, and that was one of the best bullshit. shows I've seen. Yeah, because Breaking Benjamin wouldn't have been limited to fucking twenty-two minutes. Who they were they were filling in for? By the way, yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh, anyway, yeah, my top five is there's no debate about. But uh, like when I put together a top five, a lot of times it's just kind of interchangeable because it's like if I'm going to the gym, I'm listening to Wilson or I'm listening to Boba Flex. I'm not listening to Michael Monroe. I'm not listening to my, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's to, your mood, to your moods, but it's, but so that when I jerk off, I only listen to Celine Dion. Exactly. You got to use when you're, you know, and you've got a noose around your neck. Exactly. It's, it's all this yeah, music. You got exactly. a fixation. If it's a fixation in that kind of situation, you're going to listen to Celine Dion. There's stuff for every one of your moods. So one of my, but, but uh, are you done with your, your spiel? I am. All right. So intro me. Buy right to rise. You fuckers. Uh, hey, a loose cannon. What's your number one? My number one is the biters with electric blood. 
Kaboom. By the way, I really hope these guys are at uh, Northern Invasion. Fun band. Let me tell you. I'm going to play a track by them. We've talked about them before. This is a band that does not sound specifically like Kiss, but is influenced by bands like that. There's three Kiss references in three separate songs. One of them is 1975 that the name checks alive and has the uh, rock and roll night in the, the chorus, but it's not aping anything. This is just pure fun rock and roll. Have you heard the whole album? No, I only know the one song we played on the Kiss episode. Wow. You got to hear it. You're going to love it. Um, we're talking about influences of Cheap Trick, everything like that. If I, was, I would say it's just a blend of cheap. It's more on the Cheap Trick side that, that Kiss, but they... Listen, this band, I've seen a couple live clips of them. They start their concert with this three-minute montage of, I think, at least two Kiss songs that's, um, that does the whole Detroit Rock City riff, but is not Detroit Rock City. It, I don't know how to describe it. They're fucking awesome. They start with that way. That's kind of like their intro music that they go into, and they just explode into uh, their songs. The song I'm going to play is, and this is a this is a ten track album. It's maybe thirty six minutes long. Okay, tight. And every song I love, every single one is pure rock. And these guys are are what we need out there today. Now, I could pick the kids on a right. I could pick anything on here. I'm going to pick low life, low lives, and high definition.
right, Paco, it's been great to finally get back uh, together and do one of these episodes. It's been very difficult, as we mentioned uh, earlier. Indeed. But, um, man, I, I just want to give you props for doing those two completely solo, editing it together for the first time. I know you've never done that before, too, for episodes 19 and 20. What were the name of those for people that want to go back in the archive? Um, fuck. Digging, digging Deep. Digging, digging Deep. Uh, was that for brought both? To you by, digging Deep brought to you by Oprah's Bunghole. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, yeah, both of them were very entertaining. You had, obviously, me on tape, the... Uh, the loose cannon gen- <laughs> generator, which was, which was pretty LC Gen too. 3K. Yes, that's what it was. But man, any, anyway, point is, it's gl- it's great to get the band back together. And um, we just really appreciate everybody out there that takes the time to listen to this ridiculousness. And we hope you definitely enjoy the music, you enjoy the, the banter. And uh, we can't also, we can never endorse Decibel Geek more. So. Go check Without out. them, there is no us. That's correct. That's right. We we suck off the teat of Decibel Geek, and in one that, of these last episodes, I might have said something negative about Sinzak, but I totally didn't mean it. <laughs> what did you say? I don't even remember that. I think I said I hate Chris Sinzak. <laughs> Was that the quote? Okay. All right. So with but that, I love Aaron Camaro. <sighs> so with there that said, yes! are, are you done? Is that time, everything? For the first time, you finally got that. all right so with that said just remember rock's not dead it's hiding and you found it thanks for listening everyone we're gonna leave you with the voicemail that dave mustaine of megadeth left for chris and aaron of decibel geek enjoy and we'll see you next time hi this is dave mustaine of Megadeth. I'm just calling to say thanks, Chris. Thanks, Aaron, for flying the metal flag with Decibel Geek. I also want to give special thanks to Aaron for being the only person to ever pronounce my name correctly. Moose Stain. Since the beginning of my career, I always gave journalists the proper pronunciation of my name and even gave them hints with a picture of a moose and a coffee stain. They never listen. I also want to mention that Megadeth will be on tour later this year with a new album featuring Kiko Lariro on guitar and Chris Adler on drums, two new members of the band that I will soon fire. They'll be joining an esteemed list of ex-Megadeth employees such as Chick Baylor, Chris Broderick, Jimmy DeGrasso, Glenn Drover, Sean Drover, Dave Ellison. I fired him once, fucker came back. Marty Friedman, James Lomenzo, James McDonough, Nick Menza, Al Petrilli, Chris Poland, Gar Samuelson, and Jeff Young. Hell, I couldn't identify half these assholes in the lineup. Now, again, thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Chris and the Decibel Geek team. I got to go re-record vocals on my next concert DVD. Not that it'll make it sound any better. And yes, I always leave voicemails with my own theme music in the background. Peace sells, bitches. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 